this is episode 13 of What the Comics. I'm your host, Troy. I'm here with Steve. Hey. And Max. Bonjour. Bonjour. Um, and today we're going to talk about whimsical pictures. Whimsical pictures. Whimsical picture. <laughs> that sounds like a Talk Talk album. <laughs> no, 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 but yeah, for, for listeners, we were teasing that we were going to explain the direct translation of our subject today to Max, and we hadn't told him what it was, but that's what it is. Manga, or manga, or however you want to pronounce it, translates to man being whimsical or impromptu, and ga meaning pictures. So manga is ah. whimsical pictures, and it's a, it's a <laughs> lovely name. Whimsical pictures. And yeah. half of them are full of fucking disembowelment and God knows what else. Mm. The other ones whimsical. Are t- and the others are tits, I mean. <laughs> yeah, t- yeah, tits and disembowelment. <laughs> it's, it's quite cool because actually the man- manga, for us, like comic books are known as sequential illustration, aren't they? It's got to be sequential. But manga mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be that. It's not just, it doesn't have to be panels and, you no. know, story and all that. It can just be literally whimsical pictures. It could just be pictures mm-hmm. that have some kind of um, character or storytelling within them, some movement to them, you know, like mm-hmm. um, people. So like animals portrayed as people or like, you know, like a bunny rabbit that's wearing a, a gi and has a samurai sword. That is manga, not oh, necessarily just... Is, is that Usagi Yojimbo? Yeah, basically. So it's quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, yeah. So the history of manga, a.k.a. Whimsical Pictures. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, start, <laughs> we'll start from the top. Steve, take us to, the, take us to pre-war. Okay, yeah. So we were, the interesting and quite obvious thing when you think about it more is that the whole... Well, yeah, so we're talking pre-war first because there are... It's very obvious and very clear sort of there are two big distinct things. There's before World War Two and after World War Two. Obviously because of World War Two. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, before World War Two, we are manga was still a thing. It, it was a thing. As as we've said, it's it's illustrations, it's pictures. Uh, this is how they used to put down they used to draw and do illustrations on wood blocks or woodblock prints of their yokai, of their stories. You had uh, celebrated books like from the early 1800s, which were named manga, uh, Hokusai manga. Literally in the name, it's been older than it. Uh, it. But it was also just illustrations and things like demonstrating things. Like if you were to demonstrate how to do a hold in a piece of uh, martial arts, they would have a manga art for it. Because that's just what it was. Or if you had a piece of history, you would have a manga for it. It's very much just sort of what we would call just 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 sort of art a lot of the time. I mean, yes, over here in 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 the Western world, it has become synonymous with comic, but it is whimsical pictures. It is literally that. It's stylized art pieces of things. So very much pre World War Two, it was it was all of these things and everything. <laughs> yeah, the Hokusai stuff. If you look at it as well for for the manga, there's a collection you can buy called the Hokusai manga. And mm-hmm. it, unlike other art pieces, it's, you know, like he's done the wave and he's done all these kind of like mm-hmm. really nice big prints, but the manga collection, it's just loads, like a whole page, almost like Tao Flash, where it's loads of designs, like yes. on one page, on one sheet. And it's all of like people doing things like cooking rice or kind of like, I don't know, carrying Standing grain or, Yeah. There's a there's a page of just um, people standing around. All of their none of you can't see any of their faces, but they're all wearing hats. Uh, some of them are holding umbrellas. It's just still it's just still pictures of 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 life. Or or like I said earlier, there's another page in the Hokusai manga depicting sort of self defense. There is literally just sort of if you grab and hold them here, here, and here, and do this, you can defend yourself. Oh yeah, I've seen a lot of that, like the, the, the judo type stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's basically that kind of thing, or or like facial expressions as well. Yeah, like he'll do a page of different facial expressions, or mm-hmm. like ways you can, you know, if you squeeze your cheeks. There's one where it's a guy. <laughs> it's the same guy, but in different panels, he's just like, you know, pulling his eyes or pulling his cheeks to make funny faces. And, and uh, it is 
it's just weird. It's weird, interesting stuff. But like, that's the first kind of manga type thing that you see. It's 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 before they've been influenced as well. So there's no there's a lot of it isn't paneling per se. It's not like we get today, like uh, like in Western comics, it's 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 literally squares. It's literally panels, and you'll get like what four, six, or whatever on a page. But it's just like the entire page will be like this one guy swimming, but it'll be multiple copies of him on that same page, or maybe it's different people, I don't know, but seemingly just in different positions, standing differently or swimming differently. or Yeah. It, it's, it's all about, a lot of them are about the movement or about real things or just some well, of them are about their magic, their magic stuff like the yokai or other yeah, well, I, I I can't can't quite understand what because um, they're they're supposed to be manuals. That's mm-hmm. that's they were kind of when the woodblock printing sort of came about, like in the eighteen tens or whatever. That's when he was able to produce the work and send it here, there, and everywhere. Because before that, it was like here's a piece of art that you've made, and there is only one copy of it. So you're pumping out art and selling art or whatever they do with it. But now you've got woodblock printing, you can just mass produce it, kind of thing. No, yeah, exactly. So these are kind of like they're they're more commercially printed manuals. Um, you know, they could send around, like you say, with um, here's how to do judo moves or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. Now you can mass produce that, print it, and send it to whoever you want. So that's mm-hmm. that's kind of also where we, you know, we first see kind of how manga is today because you know these these are just pumped out and sent here, there, and everywhere for people to read and people to consume. Um, mm-hmm. Before that, it's just art. Even though the pictures were still could be classed as manga, the first time that he coined it as manga was when it was this, these collected prints to be sent out, which is quite interesting. He did, like, a shit ton of them as well, like 15 volumes or something. Oh, no, yeah, no. I mean, there's even some arguments to say that uh, the first comic books, as we see them now, could be the... Uh, all of the pronunciations have to be taken with a pinch of salt. All of them, <laughs> from before and <laughs> in the future. Uh, but uh, Kibyoshi, like late eighteenth century, could be seen as the first comic book. Okay, uh, they were graphical narratives shared and distributed. They had romantic ones. They had satirical and humorous stories, and they were released as a sort of. A pic- picture books because they didn't have words for them back then, sort of thing. These were just sort of like, as you said, this is very beginning of cultures getting books out, sort of thing, on a regular basis because they were regularly, they were heavily illustrated. They had text on the top of the page, uh, generally. Generally, you'd have the text along the top because they wrote uh, top to bottom, sort of thing, right to left, I believe. And you would have the picture underneath illustrating what was sort of happening. So, yeah, no, I've seen it can be argued that the first comic books could be said to be these uh, Kibyoshi stuff. Oh, all right, that's interesting. <laughs> and this was this is around the time when the first recorded instance of the term manga, being whimsical or impromptu pictures, uh, comes from, sort of thing, because it was the uh, Hokusai mm. manga, which is sort of, but it's pu- pushing that word sort of thing. Yeah. It's just amazing because they would, Yes, they have. I mean, we will go into it. Yes, they were heavily influenced after World War II because of uh, the occupation, but you can kind of see that they were starting it already. It's not, oh, hello, America's here. Make comic books, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> it's they're already doing cartoon illustrations in books with stories. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of already there, but. Um, do you know? I can't remember the name of the guy. I was like watching something this this morning with him in. There was a guy who was influenced by sort of European and um, American comics pre World War Two, um, and he's he's kind of he kind of started copying them or doing Japanese versions of them. But I can't remember his name. But he was he was kind of the the first one to sort of put it down in the style that we're familiar with. I think, but I can't find his fucking name. <laughs> uh, too. uh well i've seen i mean there are some fun names like uh kitazawa uh rakuten uh 
he was one of the fir- he was one of the first people who he was a cartoonist in Japan. He was one of the first people to start using the word manga in the way we use it now. What's his name? Uh, All right, Rakuten uh, Kitazawa. I think that's the guy I'm on about. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's it, Kitazawa. But well, I mean, there you go. I mean, because uh, yeah, no, he did like um, yeah, a full color, sa- a full color satirical magazine. That's called, the one, uh, Tokyo Punk, in uh, 1905. Yeah, uh, that's oh, what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. So he's the guy. He's the guy who oh, kind of <laughs> sort of like started this off. Um, in terms of influenced by mm-hmm. American under, artists yeah. or European yeah. artists or French artists, isn't it? So, yeah, he started drawing under an Australian artist who had gone over to America to write for Puck Magazine. Well, not write, draw for Puck Magazine. Frank Arthur Nankivel. Oh, yeah. So he yeah. worked under him. So, yeah, already, this is before, well, as we said, before the big. Occupation. <laughs> it what it even then though that they were picking up and going, Oh, that's a fun idea. Oi, you can I can I work under you for a bit and I'll make my own thing. Yeah, it's cool as well because like he's brought that Japanese style to something that in a Western audience we're all you know, you're already familiar with. And they've put their spin on it. And then you've got all the the sort of way that the Japanese work. So the way that they run their studios as well, that comes through. Mm. Um, in terms of like, like you just said, like I want to work under this person, I want to learn from that person, and they're very, very um, uh, disciplined in that area, aren't they? In terms of like um, apprenticeships or picking picking up skills and the way that they learn. And well, no, exactly. I'm sure we'll get into, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into that, especially with the modern the, the modern way they do it as well. But yeah, as you said, it's it's them taking the worth ethic work ethic of their culture, yeah, and really going. Yeah, if I can get if I can work under that guy and learn from him, that's that's the way to do it. That's it. There's there's no other way really to do it. So then but after that, so <laughs> so that's that's Kitazawa. Um mm-hmm. born that's in eighteen seventy six and pretty much producing stuff in eighteen ninety nine or mm-hmm. so then then you got um suppose you jump forward he worked a okay. lot. He did a lot. Jump forward to the war. So the bomb went off. Yeah, and that's when, it, that's when the influences and Which everything bomb? changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so... The bomb. With, yeah, with anything... <laughs> the bombshell. With mod- yeah, with anything modern Japan, modern Japan, it does very much come to that. The, the World War II, the ending of that, the occupation... Uh, 1945 to 1952, and then even then the recovery or whatever, however you want to refer to it, the 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 rise to further independence after that, it was heavily influenced. I mean, during the occupation, the Americans, being the occupiers, sent a load of their people over there to try to help build up the industry again. Uh, this is why you'll Japan are so so good and so ahead with things like technology and things because it was during that period they had been sent over okay we're going to help you industrialize into what the western western world wants and we want electronics are you good at those great (laughs) build them but no what we're interested in (laughs) is just the sheer fact that they also brought things i mean it's not that they brought it's not that they sent literally sent over walt disney or anything but it's just the gi joes who were sat there guarding, occupying, were still watching their their own cartoons, watching me, Mickey Mouse and Disney stuff, watching watching all of the, all of the Western cartoons and, and American cartoons. And yeah, clever people like uh uh Osamu uh Tetsuka built from that. I mean just all of the stuff we talked about before and then just being shown that that stuff's viable and also here are some techniques where you can pump it out faster and here are some techniques to make it a bit sharper also here are some techniques to make it move <laughs> yeah and this guy is pretty much um the guy well these he is known <laughs> as right let's go yeah. let's go into osamu tetsuka a little bit 
So yeah. you've got the atomic bomb going off, Hiroshima, etc. Um, the influence of the American um, cartoons and everything's come over, flooded to the streets of Japan. And this guy comes along. Um, he was born in 1928, and he was from where was he from the osaka prefecture mm-hmm. and he was a huge huge walt disney fan so this guy's influence came from you know the early disney films like snow white um, 1937 i guess so he starts doing his own manga he starts drawing his own stuff and then that has that has been what's influenced modern manga today the way they oh, yeah, draw no. the eyes, the way they do the effects and the onomatopoeia, everything you see now, he kind of pioneered. So he's known as the godfather of manga. Well, yeah, it's it's the way that he gets prop. It's, he's either the father of manga, the godfather of manga, the god of manga. Just <laughs> uh, he's he's the he is the equivalent of Walt Disney. He's the Japanese Walt Disney. He just is. Yeah. Even though his no, I mean, what you were saying about how he he. I mean, he is the the Japanese Walt Disney, but the same as you said, he was he loved Walt Disney films. It was his dad who took him to it originally. He was he's 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 said to have seen Bambi eighty times. Yeah, that's like, mad. Like just Bambi, sort of alone, just going. <laughs> I think I've seen half of Bambi, and he's seen it, <laughs> and he's seen it eighty times. And he's seen know? it. Eight, he's he's confident enough to say, "I've seen it eighty times." Yeah. But you might be asking, what is who is this guy? Do I do I know of anything he's done? Yeah, of course you do. Think of it <laughs> as uh, he's like Hayao Miyazaki, but for manga fifty years ago. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the OG manga boy. Um, so be, Ash, Astro Boy, yeah, that's the big that's the big name that you know. That's, that's the big the, one. That's the big one he's remembered for. Um, there's loads of other stuff that he's done. He's done all genres as well, hasn't he? He did romance, he did adventure, he did um, nature, he did sci-fi, action, whatever. He's done it all. But Astro Boy's the one that he's probably most famous for. Mm-hmm. That was his kind of, that was his baby. Uh, he also did the Kimba the White Lion, which we're not going to go into because Max will go into a fit of rage. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, but, well, we, bo- well I, we both went on it before we started when we were just chatting about this topic. Just sort of like, yeah, that's a whole. Uh, did we speak about it in a previous episode as well when we were about when uh, we were doing our adaptations? I, I, I swear pretty, we, we brushed it. I think yeah. we, I think we did. I think we did. It's a pet, we did, a, and yeah. you went off on one for that, Mac. You went, it's a cause of my high blood pressure. <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're like you fucking this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but that's anime. <sighs> that's anime. which we'll we'll um, get into on the next on the next episode. We're going into the anime stuff. This is just yeah. manga, but there's loads. This guy translates into anime so he's going to be a topic for both uh episodes so anyway oh they're still making adaptations of his stuff i mean i, I, I joked to the guys uh, earlier that um uh one of his stuff got a brand new adaptation only two years ago they're still redoing he he is he's he's the one that they'll keep going back to yeah mm. there's no reason not to but yeah no so he he started it really he i mean that's why they call him the the, the godfather the the, the the Walt Disney of it all, uh, and Astro Boy is arguably the one the one he was able to get it started all with. That's right. That's that was his um mm-hmm. that was his ticket. Yeah, to the top. Tokyo is where he ended up, isn't it? There's there's still a museum in Tokyo. Oh, there should can... be. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, that's where he ended up. But but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can visit you can visit a museum in Tokyo where mm-hmm. uh, it's basic. It's it's like um like a mini hotel got lots of different rooms it's got like a mess hall and everything and it's all preserved in the way that uh, it would have been when the animators and um artists were working there you know it would have been rows and rows of tables with them all working which um brings us we can talk about the mangaka as well so the term for a manga artist yeah no um another yeah no mangaka sort of thing like um I mean, they do just have a word for it. I suppose it is just the same as us calling it comic book artist or comic book writer sort of thing, isn't it? But other languages always put it so much, like combining words and things, isn't it? Just mangaka. But it's interesting though, isn't it? Because it's a bit different to the way that you see it done uh, for American comics or whatever. Like, so a comic artist would, would, you'd have a sketcher, a guy who would do the pencils, 
Mm-hmm. You'd have maybe a guy who puts the ink over the top, so he'd just like mm-hmm. trace over the top with ink, and then you'd have someone who puts the letters and the colors in or whatever. Yeah, everyone had a, had a process, and you'd have, you know the writer as well. But with manga, it seems to be that there is multiple people doing the same jobs, depending on who's free yeah. at, free at the time. There's just so, so you've got <laughs> one guy who's coming up with the story. Um, You'll have the main guy who's the artist who's kind of, you know, blocking it and working panels out. And then he'll just give instructions to everyone else who who is a mangaka, who is essentially a manga slave, I suppose. <laughs> and he'll be like, right, you, can you do page like 40? I need you to, you know, put texture in the background. You, I want you to do page 40, but I need you to do the inking or... Yeah, he's like a, like a director, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, directing no, it. So he's not it's- necessarily drawing every panel, every page. It's like... I'm the I I've come up with it. I have my style of art, and I need you all to copy exactly what I do. So, no, it's more of a no, exactly. craft, isn't and, it? <laughs> I mean, exactly. It's it's like I'll I'll show my age a bit here, but not that I'm ever afraid of it. But it's like the big three when I was growing up and reading reading manga were Bleach, One Piece, and Naruto, and yeah. they each have one person behind it. Generally, like uh, Kite Kubo did Bleach, Ichiro Oda does One Piece. I, can say does because that's never fucking ending ever. Though to be fair, Naruto now has Boruto, but that's uh, Mashishi Kishimoto. So you're literally having, well, as you said, it's one guy or, or woman generally does the artwork and the writing, and then has minions who they say, "All right, I need you to finish and polish this off, and yeah. do it in my style." <laughs> yeah, it's got to look like I did it. You can't, you know, have your own. Like that's Rather, the weird thing for me. You don't have any like input in terms of style or the way it's drawn or or any kind of like little no. unique bits. It's just I need you to do it the way I do it. And if you can't do One, that, you don't have a job. <laughs> there are some interesting exceptions to that. And one of the interesting exceptions I do want to bring up is a team of people who actually also wrote a manga fictionalizing their own journey. The series is called Bakuman, and it's made oh. by the same two people who did Death Note. Uh, and it's uh, yeah. Tsugumi Oba and Takashi Obata. And, I, and it is literally two names, as I said, like compared to all of the others, most of the others sort of thing, because it's written by Oba and illustrated by Obata. So it's... Um, and, yeah. the, and they've worked on other things together, and they also work separately with other people. But that's not generally the norm. In Western comics, that is quite often the case, isn't it? You'll have a writer will move on and pair up with a different artist or something and do lots of different things sort of thing. But with yeah. manga, as we said, it's generally you're the writer and you're the artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I th- yeah, because I, I, I haven't read too much of, of, of that, but I remember uh, our friend Jamie, shower Jamie, mm-hmm. was telling me about it and about how it's just about them just how... Fucking horrible it was for them to make a manga. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it doesn't. Bakuman even... is, isn't it? It's just them. It's just a story about two guys struggling to make manga. Yeah, Bakuman is yeah. is a is a fictionalized version of their own storyline, from what I understand. Uh, Which I haven't read, but now I kind of do. <laughs> I kind of. But do yeah, no, it's, it, it's <laughs> yeah. Have you got it in the shop? <laughs> I'll order uh, it in there because I want it. <laughs> it. It's one of the amusing ones where it's like uh, so. Their uncle died of overworking, being a manga artist. Ouch! Like, is that that's, embellished that's in, or is that that's in the manga sort of thing as one of the characters? I d- I don't know whether uh, I I think that's more of a uh, them embellishing it for the for the comic to make it seem more heavy and sort of put weight to right, it. Yeah, but I mean, is it is kind of a thing that happens? I mean, sort of. I mean, I love a series called The Gray Man. Uh, that's. Uh, Done by a a a, a, lo- a lovely person, uh, Hashino Katsura, and I mean I won't go into sort of the, I mean just she, she had injuries at one point. The series kept having to be put on hiatus and things because it was just either sort of from from what I heard like overwork, but also she injured herself one time and then a norovirus and just becoming extremely ill sort of thing, wrist injuries and all that. And you can kind of also say that probably some of those possibly became on because of stress i mean these fuckers are told to put out either weekly or monthly stuff by themselves (laughs) 
And it yeah. is, it does look And obviously stressful. Japanese culture and Japanese work ethic yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they just crack on. They just, they don't oh, yeah. stop, do they? There's a really good um, little video on YouTube, Day in the Life of a Mangaka, you can watch. Mm-hmm. And that's a really, really interesting insight into what, and that's, kind of, that's really modern, that wasn't shot long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that's by Paolo from Tokyo, who's really good. Uh, vlogger, if you want to go oh, and check him that. out, he's really good. I like him. He, he lives in Japan, yeah, and okay. he does a lot of day in the life stuff. So if you want to learn anything about a job that people do, you can check that out. Um, but the yeah, manga car well, one is really cool because you just get to see them. They're all in there. They get up, and you know Japanese people don't tend to get up <laughs> and shower in the morning. They get up and they wash their face and they get dressed and they go home. Um, uh, <laughs> they go out, sorry, to work. And then when they come home, they'll have a bath or a shower or whatever, because they mm. come home so late. And so yeah. it's a way of them waking up and then cracking on and getting to work so they don't lose any sleep, because they have a long-ass day. And they, t- they tend to get up earlier than we would and get home later than we would in a normal working day. And it's like, it's just craziest how much they work. That's, and that's kind of like the sort of Tokyo end of things. I think it's mm-hmm. a, bit more tra- a bit more traditional hours um, in sort of the outskirts or like the little village places, but just madness they just get up they go they draw they make this manga they go home they go they do it again and again and again they have to pump it out yeah and they just don't stop well, it's like that thing isn't it that that made the rounds on the internet not long ago where um it was that a little factoid about if if you're mm-hmm. caught like sleeping on a bench in japan like you're looked at as as a hard worker and it's actually quite commendable <laughs> yeah no if you collapse if you collapse if you've fallen asleep on your desk at work you'll get a slap here and a yelling well not an actual slap a verbal yeah. slapping and a yet telling off sort of yeah. thing. Over there, probably you'll also be getting a bollocking, but that's because. But you'll also be seen as no, he's he he worked until he collapsed. But also get back to yeah. fucking work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> such a strange dichotomy. <laughs> yeah, because they also are really hot on napping as well. Like they have places where you go and take a nap, have a little sleep. Like oh, micro napping and all that is amazing over there. Right here, yeah, yeah, and that is promoted. In most uh, sort of um, offices and stuff as well, because they because they know that they ask a lot of hours out of their workers. Mm-hmm. They know that they need mm. to offer them, um, you know, food, drink, tea, and a place to nap because you're going to be here all fucking day. And in this country, What's... you get, you, you know, <laughs> you don't even get a fucking thank you. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> uh, you get a shitty pension, <laughs> barely. But yeah, uh, you got to pay for that yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I think one amusing thing that I do think of that um, on a on a more positive note from what they've done is that they actually really started heavily doing comics for girls back in 1969, and I think I I I don't know whether I I have no idea whether I'm right or wrong here, but that seems pretty early compared to what they're doing with a lot of pushing comics to be more open gender wise than they do over here. Yeah, I guess you could argue Wonder Woman was. Um, uh, it was written by. It was written. Wonder Woman was written by a guy who was into bondage, who had a wife and a mistress who stayed in the same room. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it, not, you could argue like, it was written for- <laughs> not by women, but it was a way to. It was a way to kind of trick women into. Um, Ma- joining maybe, in the war effort, but, wasn't it? At the time? Yeah, well, yeah, it was more that, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was more like th- a weird thing. More, yeah, more <laughs> propaganda rather than... So you could argue that they were doing it <laughs> for their real-gotten gains. But but Japan uh, well, were actually yeah, doing but, it, you know, because they they wanted to give something to that audience. And yeah, also, no, isn't there a lot of... There's a lot of manga as well that, that is um, created, drawn and written by women for women. Yeah, no, I mean, it's... it's, it's um, like Sailor Moon, I think is one of them, isn't it? Yeah, no, but they have they have terms for it, which I think are interesting um, because it's one of I guess it's one of the they they like having terms for it. Uh, for for them it's um it's uh, shojo, which is uh, apparently uh, young woman. It's like mm. manga manga for young women. It's the same as um, uh, shonen, which is uh, your Dragon Ball Z and stuff. If if you if you uh, recognize that word that's those are the shonen ones because those are for young men and then there's uh, senin which is for older men sort of thing they literally sort of have these sort of just the like words categories. for the genres <laughs> the categories yeah they do like to organize shit don't they 
I just think it's 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 nice as well, just the way you just have the the, the types. It's the shonen, it's the senin, it's the shoujo, it's the. I'm sure there's other ones. <laughs> I mean, there's uh, apparently there's uh, Kidomo Muki, which is apparently intended for children. So they even have one specifically going even younger. It's good uh, as well. They, their manga is always really good with age, um, like age range labeling mm-hmm. as well even like even like now when they'll say like teen or mature yeah. mature teen older teen or whatever or they'll say like adult or like you know don't think, open this it's sealed it's really <laughs> fucked up inside you know it's it i think it's very much a culture thing because it's one of these things well you well you work in you work in the in the shop and in the environment for it just sort of the way that western comics are moving up in age over the decades, as they know who buys them, sort of thing, but the cultural mindset is still lower. Yeah, but on the manga front, they're like, "No, we have a ra- we have different ones for different people. No, you can't have Goblin Slayer issue one. We put it in a plastic bag for a reason. No, you can't have Berserk. <laughs> it's in the same plastic bag for the same reason. <laughs> Little Timmy is twelve. <laughs> <laughs> he can't have <laughs> no i mean yeah or, it's mad or like as well we said, titties and disembowelment or that one that we unfortunately found without the plastic wrapping because your supplier was a, a, a numpty or something what was it raw hero yeah and it was messed up <laughs> which is written by the same person who did um uh prison school and if yeah. you recognize that's fur that Second name, you know why Raw Hero is also... Oh, you might recognize Raw Hero. It's it's not. It's... No, no. That's not for kids. They shouldn't be reading it. Go and Google Raw Hero. And <laughs> so, see what you <laughs> or Prison School. That got a fucking anime. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting, though, when you say, like, um, they've got to be sealed or whatever. Some of them... Some of them really borderline, don't they? Like, the adult theme. Where, okay, it's not sealed... But there's still some risky stuff in there. Well, no, well, yeah. I mean, that's another that's another thing to go entirely. I mean, um, I mean, it's not the history of manga per se, but I mean, well, we I was I was saying earlier about uh, shonen manga, like Naruto, for example. Uh, I bring mm. up Naruto is because even in that, he consistently transforms into a harem of naked ladies to distract his enemies by making them <laughs> horny. That's yeah. a technique of the main character used through the entire series. You're not but seeing Superman do that. No, but it's almost like <laughs> because it's not um I don't know, it's because it's not part of any sexual acts or anything like that or any kind of pervy stuff. Because it is no, a technique. Yeah. They get away mm-hmm. with stuff like that. Like they but I also think it's in their culture it's just not hiding away the fact that people do like yeah. the naked women. They're not doing a sexual act. It's not it's prude, are they? It's it, no, it's, yeah, exactly. It's not. That's why it's interesting with with Mac. Like, so uh, here's an example of what I mean. Um, so I get some people coming, some kids come into the shop to buy manga, but they're there with their parents, and they'll pick <laughs> up a manga, and they were like, "Oh, mum, dad, I want to buy this," and then they'll go, "Okay, whatever," and they'll bring it to the till, and then I've just got, I l- I take one look at the manga, and I look <laughs> at the kid, and I look at the parents, and I'm like, um. <laughs> you definitely want this one? And they're like, uh, why? Is, is is there a problem? I'm like, do you want to flick through it and just make sure it's suitable? For the, it's, for it, it's, it's the weird trust. You know? I think and it, the dad buys it for himself. Yeah, and he goes, yeah, oh, it, it, I'll take this, son. I'll, I'll be back. Just, I'm going to the shed. Or... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's funny because they don't fucking yeah. know what's in it. They have no idea. They flick through it and then they see a couple of scenes and again, it's scenes that in Japan they'd be like, meh, it's, you know, naked people is a thing. It's just People whatever. have breasts. What is your issue? <laughs> yeah, like, whatever, yeah, man. Like, yeah. they're, they're not bothered. But over here, the mums are like, oh, no, you're not having that. Can't have that. And that's it the is. difference, isn't it? There's, there's a yeah. huge difference in terms of what is acceptable and what is not acceptable between the two cultures. And those are just the ones that are, that are not adult material. They're just like regular teen stories or whatever. Oh, fu- it's amazing. Fun, fun, fun side note, but to do with cultures not liking what Japan's putting out. Uh, mm-hmm. Russia recently banned an entire uh, 
new ish popular genre of manga and anime. Uh, the isekai, which okay. uh, isekai translates to different or other worlds. So basically, the genre is generally speaking, the character dies and gets reincarnated into a new world, generally video game or fantasy based. Uh, Russia have banned it because it's uh, propaganda for the idea of reincarnation. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, don't get me wrong, a lot of the, I mean, Australia recently keep banning uh, a lot of manga and anime because it's etchy and the problem with the whole underage thing, which don't get me wrong, is thing that I still don't get about a lot of Japan society, but which even they're sorting out, they're raging the age of consent and so on, but um but yeah, just the idea that Russia have banned it because it's like, no, you're propaganda. <laughs> you're doing propaganda at the idea. That's like USSR type censorship. <laughs> this person gets hit by a bus and gets reincarnated into a video game world. No, no, you go, you <laughs> die, go to heaven or hell. That's yeah. I feel like uh, Russia likes to censor fucking everything. I like that we're on their they're not friendly countries or whatever it was released the other week. That was funny. Yeah, um, <laughs> they just don't like having fun. <laughs> but. Yeah, um, did you did you also? Well, no, we're talking about the sort of the history and things. I find it amusing that they never really got into the costumed superheroes, despite manga, art pre, uh, like after World War Two, being influenced by the comics and the cartoons coming over. They haven't until very recently with uh, My Hero Academia. So I won't have people credit to that. My Hero Academia is very much costume superheroes in manga form, but. It's yeah. not really their bag. It's not their cup of tea. They have done, I suppose they have done kind of superhero-y type things before, but yeah, they haven't gone with the full-on, like, capes and... The capes and the masks tend to be in their TV series, the the Power Rangers, well, not the, those things. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> the, the early Tokusatsu on, they, series. Yeah. they had, like, Eight Man and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's Again, that's going more into the, the animation yeah. stuff. But yeah, I suppose in in manga they didn't. They, it was more. I don't know. It's they do. It's, they love a day in the life. You know, no normal ex- life no, shit. Don't right. They? But yeah, I was being cheeky because I was trying to put that and trying to get someone to do that. Right. So you said that like the day in the life of right. Uh, yeah. One of the big examples I like seeing put up of how different the cultures are is Superman versus Goku. Right. <laughs> Who would win? Because no quick debate. Well, I mean, not even just that. <laughs> They're the same. They are the same. Yeah. They are from a dead world for two different reasons, to be fair, but I am literally just painting them as the broadest stroke to be the same as possible for the point sort of thing. So I understand. They're that. overpowered. But they're aliens. from a dying world. They come here, they get raised by someone here, and then become the hero of the world, right? Mm. But some of the big differences that I find amusing are is that Superman is just born indestructible and better than everyone else. He just is, right? Goku, yeah, just because Goku has to work for it. He has to train for it. He has to die for it, right? Yeah. Superman is the, well, no, I mean, like, to, even to quote him, he has to walk around and pretend everything's like cardboard to him. Everything is cardboard to him. He has to, he has to not destroy the world, not sort of thing. He has to stop himself. Goku, on the other hand, is training and is building himself up and has to fight and die and and, and get better f- for it sort of thing. And I just find that amusing because they have the same origins. They're basically very similar, but it's even... If it wasn't for the confusion with the English uh, translation later on, it's not even like Goku gives a shit about saving the day. He wants a new and better fight. Yeah, yeah he just wants to beat people. <laughs> <laughs> he just, just doesn't... Wants to get- it's sacked. <laughs> uh, it's 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 the yeah. it's the big mistranslation from the uh, when they put it into the anime and they dubbed it for the original dubbing of the Freezer saga, where he's talking about I am the light and the shining of the world or whatever. I'm the hero of uh, whatever. That's nothing to do with it. He's literally pissed off. This is go beat the shit out of him, and he wants to beat the shit out. Yeah. He doesn't. He he wants to beat the shit out of the person, not get beat the shit out of. Um, yeah. <laughs> and later, I mean they've. I mean, even in the story, like the later stuff, he's literally like he dooms his y'all. I mean, not to spoil Dragon Ball Super thing sort of thing, but the whole reason that the universe is going to be destroyed is because he he dared someone to do it sort of thing. I mean, <laughs> the, the the problems he brings on himself sort of thing. But I think that's very interesting as a cultural thing to bring it back again. 
just the idea that a lot of them have to work for it more than get it. Yeah. And if they get the power, yeah. And if they get the power, it's a corrupting power. Uh, I brought up Death Note earlier. He gets the power of a death god. He gets to be able to write people's names. He becomes the, as the character in Death Note, uh, Yagami Light says, I am the god of the new world. It corrupts him. (laughs) Yeah. The the big examples of these people being given all the power, it's a bad thing. I guess, I guess, yeah, because that's the difference between, massive difference between the two, obviously, is the work ethic. Mm -hmm. But, but again, the, I suppose the yokai and the demon stuff, like, Mm -hmm. you know, powerful beings are dangerous and always Mm -hmm. kind of looked at as bad. Mm -hmm. Like, too much power is a bad thing. It's greed. Mm -hmm. Because mm-hmm. Japanese are not greedy people, are they? Like it's more built. It, it's it's Amer- well. I mean, because we are literally talking about America versus Japan here. It's America loving capitalism, going everything's great, and look, we took over this entire continent. We went from coast to coast and took over everything. We're amazing, and Japan, mm-hmm. for all its faults in the history, tried to take over Asia, got bombed twice into nothingness, <laughs> yeah. and now has to. They are the. It's it's. <laughs> I guess that does affect you, doesn't it, as a culture sort of thing? Which is yeah. That you said about um, Goku versus Superman. Mm-hmm. Another example again is One Punch Man. Yeah. So One Punch Man yeah, is basically perfect, yeah. just a satire of <laughs> Superman. Oh, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah. But like you said, Superman's just born that way. He's an alien. He's basically a god because mm-hmm. you know DC Comics is ba- mm-hmm. loosely based around gods, and Superman is just this all powerful god. Mm-hmm. You know, alien from another planet, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. One Punch Man, he's just a guy who trained really, really hard. He went bald because of it. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> he went bald. How many too videos much. are there on YouTube of, of people trying his training regimen? There's hey, no, you got to so do it. Many now. You got to do it. Now. Probably, 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 do you reckon I should actually? You got to do, do it, it for a month it. or something. Do it, record it. <laughs> you should go vlog it and just see if it fucking works. That'd be fun. <laughs> see if you could just go one punch. It'd be fucking horrible. <laughs> what is it? What, what is just, just innocent people? Uh, oh, well, no, I don't know. You always like 100 pull ups, 100 push ups, 100 sit ups, and 10 kilometers a day or something. I'll pull up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See if you can do it for a week. That's insane. Fucking hell, I die. I love the scene where she goes, "How do you do it?" He's like, "I do this." No, because he's still fucking like one hundred push-ups, one hundred sit-ups, one hundred squats, and a ten k run every single day. And the others are just like, "That's it. That's just a routine, mate. That's just normal cardio routine." Acting like, but do it every day for three years, then you'll be as strong as me. And everyone's like, "Yeah, you have to do. You have to do it so hard, you go bald." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, like, and also your art style goes bent. But as it, no, exactly, no. That's yeah. another example. That is a character who's overpowered, but he got there from training rather than being born with it. Also Working hard, but also it sucks because yeah. it's boring. <laughs> yeah, not the manga. The the, the manga and the the anim, the anime is, is is good for it, but for the character himself, I am now all powerful. This sucks balls now. Nothing, nothing. I find no interest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's that. It's that whole because um, they believe in the um, Ica guy. Is it Ica guy? What it's called? Um, it's basically finding your purpose in life or your happiness in life. Yeah, and yeah. One Punch Man's quite kind of an example of the opposite of that. Like you're, <laughs> yeah. you think you, you think you want to be this all powerful guy. You can just like. Just smash everything up and just beat anybody. And he wants to be pal- a hero. He doesn't want to be we- defenseless. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like yeah. But it's, it's also it's sort of like a also, comment on Karen. Let's just say it's also terribly boring, or 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 it doesn't doesn't <laughs> yeah. make you happy. No, and it's like yeah. there's no it's like that purpose I- left in it. You're just you've won. You've done everything you can. Like yeah. no one can ever beat you. It's like you've lost the joy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that sort of that um argument against american exceptionalism isn't it yeah no but it's very much it is very much a different sort of a culture thing between that they just don't do the same things the same way do they Mm. it's um well i I know troy gets bugged about it all the time but and i mentioned it earlier like my hero academia that's the first that they're going back into superheroes this is this is them doing western styled superheroes in a manga style sort of thing but even then, the main character is 
I mean, and what is it? I think, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the point is like 90 odd percent of the people are born with a quirk or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting it wrong. But, uh, <laughs> no, 80%, no, 80% of the world are born with a quirk. So born with a mutant power. Basically, 80% of the earth are mutants, right? Yeah. And the little more boy main protagonist is like, I want to grow up to be a superhero like All Might. That's awesome. <laughs> and then he comes of age. Well, he, 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 well, no, I think he gets like to the age of four or something. And the doctor's are like, okay, your quirk hasn't developed. Let's do some exper- Let's do some tests and see how you're doing. And then it's like, yeah, no, you're one of the 20%, mate. Uh, you don't have a special power. You're, you're not even normal because normal would be the 80%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're the, you're the non special 20%. So even what I love about My Hero Academia is I haven't watched it, but mm-hmm. I just know that there's a there's a Godzilla in it or Godzilla. <laughs> Have a- you seen him? He's wearing like a like a Japanese wrestler like garb and it's it, typing Godzilla. It's amazing. I haven't seen I haven't seen him, but I did try and watch the first episode today, um, and my internet basically glitched because you know I have shit in it, but. It it did start off, you know, the kid's getting beaten up, he wants to be a superhero, and then he just sees this humongous, like, beast. It looked like a fucking street yeah. shark or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, wow, <laughs> yeah. look at that cool villain, I wonder who's going to kick his ass today. And it's just like, yeah, and big then, monsters. <laughs> I, th- I think as well, uh, that's another big thing between Western and Eastern, uh, what, well, uh, comics and manga, is that we're constantly getting new stuff from manga while on the other hand western comics tend to either rehash or redo or pass on the mantle of old ones yeah that's true yeah, there's yeah. a lot of um comics <laughs> that are doing so uh image comics for example it's always mm-hmm. the same kind of genre I see it's like here's a secret agent violent book mm-hmm. or here's like a horror story set in you know texas in a shitty little town or you know, or yeah. here's here's a space adventure where there's a bounty hunter. There's they all kind of got similar sort of themes running through them and vibes. And then Japan will take something and what seems to be an already done concept, mm-hmm. they just fucking blow you away with like, oh no, you've not I'm- seen this before, and you haven't, and it's crazy. Yeah. And it's not like, okay, here's My Hero Academia, um, volume hundred and million whatever, like, 20 years down the line. I mean, there's One Piece. They just don't do... Well, yeah, One Piece. There (laughs) are some long ones, but they just, you know, rather than, like, oh, we've got Spider-Man, and we've got the... And Mm -hmm. and then it's just a regurgitation or it's a continuation. They Mm -hmm. just go, try this, try this, try this, try this. They just don't care whether it's going to work. They just put it out. Mm -hmm. It's it's also just, like, I mean, there's always the overarching things, like, Isekai is a big thing at the moment with the light novels, with the mangas and things. Uh... So there's the themes that carry on and continue, but then, and there's also the, you can argue there's, there's always going to be themes and, and, and concepts that keep being reused, but they all do sort of try to do it differently in things. It's like, uh, well, I mentioned, uh, two earlier, Berserk and, um, <laughs> Goblin Slayer, right? Mm. Being brutal, violent ones, right? But Berserk yeah, fantasy is, style. yeah, and, and both are fantasy, exactly. But, um, a uh, berserk is a brutal fantasy where a person constantly gets shit on by the world and is sacrificed to demons and all sort of horrible things. And the other one is about the fertility of constantly trying to defeat goblins in a D&D world, because that's what it is. Because every after every volume and such, you literally get it described as gods playing with dice. I mean, it's dice imagery. Goblin Slayer is a D&D campaign. Yeah. For example, it just is. is. <laughs> yeah. Because um, the characters will talk about, oh, no, I'm out of uh, I'm out of healing spells at the moment, or, oh, well, I've only got two more spells left. Uh, or, <laughs> to, or in the case of, like, a cleric or something in that series, oh, my god bestowed upon me these spells today, just like Dungeons & Dragons. At the beginning of every day, they get to choose a number of spells. Just sort of like, it's... Where did that come from? Why did someone in Japan go, you know what, I want a manga about my fantasy campaign of Dungeons and Dragons, but also the first volume has to be has to be wrapped in plastic. <laughs> yeah, it's it is weird how they come up with some stuff. Like 
I suppose over here we're heavily influenced by movies that we've seen mm-hmm. or books that we've read, but um, in Japan, if you did the same, you'd get crazier ideas maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I mean, the, the films are probably, you know, weirder and just the whole culture is weirder, isn't it? Well, it's, it's, they'll, they'll have it about anything. I mean, uh, we, you and I have talked about, sort of, well, we've talked about here about Get Jiro, how it was, that was a comic about making food or something. That's an entire sprawling genre. Yeah, it is. And wine, Max, because you you like your wine now. <laughs> there's a wine manga. Oh, There's I a couple it. wine mangas. Um, there's loads of them. There, there is. is. <gasps> there's wine mangas. It's manga, all yeah. about fucking wine tasting and shit. Like, I mean, <laughs> oh my god, that yeah. sounds glorious. <laughs> it's it's, and they're relaxing as well. They're so. It's like, what's slice wrong of life. with that? You know, yeah, what's no, fucking no- wrong? American sort of <laughs> entertainment. It's got to be like restaurant to another world. A restaurant to another world. Yeah. Yeah, I've only watched it, but I remember you recommended it to um, me years ago, Steve, and I, st- I yes. really want to read it. Uh, the wine one is The Drops of God. That's one of the, the big ones. Drops of God, I'll note that down. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a beer and wine one, I believe. They're fucking oh. great therapy, mate. I swear to God. If, you're out, if you've had a shit day, you're feeling a bit anxious or whatever, it's... you just pick up one of these books and you just, like... <laughs> what was the one that we read about, the sort of German town where they... they there was a little um, ramen shop or whatever. Hold on, and I've got my bookshelf behind me. <laughs> I can't remember what it was called. Oh, I know what you're on about. Um, uh, Nobu. That's it, Nobu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobu. And, it was, and it's just a little... So it's set, it's set I guess, like in, in, in Germany. Fan, in fantasy a, old Germany. Yeah. Sort like, of fantasy. Well, not sort of. Like alternate history... Like medieval old times, German sort of. T- yeah. old like German. Attack on Titan, but without the Titans. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Essentially that. <laughs> and Nobu's this little shop that just pops up out of nowhere in, in between, you know, a castle and a, another fucking shop. It's so cool. <laughs> but it's like, to, to the Germans, like, the Japanese food and culture is like, <laughs> what is this? That's you know, an entire... That- never heard of it, never seen this before. And they go in and they just go, oh, what's this? Some food? Okay, we'll eat this. And it just describes the food sensation for the first time. So it describes, like, if, say you ate Japanese food for the first time in your life, and you it blew your mind, and you described it on, a, on the pages of a manga, except that you were a German soldier who's only ever eaten gruel and plat your whole life. <laughs> and then you've had a beer from this place, and it's the cold beer, cold, like, super dry lager. Exactly. And it's like, and th- Wow! It's just this to to pull it back to the history stuff. This is what I think they kept from pre World War Two manga. They kept the idea that it could be anything. Yeah, that it can be about just regular life. I mean, don't go me wrong. We've just we've we're just talking about Nobu and Restaurant to Another World, which is the same concept, but similar genre done by two different people of the idea of what if a Japanese restaurant appeared in. Uh, old style Germany or fantasy world, <laughs> and just has no. I, I, yeah, I'm sorry for interrupting you, Trove. Just, just, just the idea that they're doing a story where it's what if an old medieval German person had a crisp cold beer? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. It's like just throwing ideas at a dartboard and going that one and that one let's do it man let's fucking do it i love it you know um well yeah it, do you know what we what we should touch on as well is shonen jump that's another huge uh, oh, yeah, huge thing for manga that, um that's sort of made of what it is today isn't it right yeah, yeah. i think that's probably the one of the most iconic um modern uh, parts of manga isn't it yeah so yeah, so a lot of the way they do it, rather than what we have in the Western comics, where you'll have monthly, weekly, or whatever, you'll have weekly releases, and each of them will have an issue or whatever, right? Yeah. Sorry if I'm jumping on this, but yeah. Uh, weekly, okay, Shon- yeah. weekly Shonen Jump, for example, which is only one of many uh, manga selling. I mean, there's Shonen, there's Weekly Shonen Jump, there's Weekly Shonen Mang- Magazine, Kokoro comic, big comic original, weekly young jump, weekly blah blah. I could go. That's just the. I think that's the top. However many I ended up reading there, 
because I was literally reading from a top 10 list or whatever. Um, and that's, what it, <laughs> that's what it is is now, isn't it? Where it's broken out into the different genres and different It's, it's broken out to different genres, the different categories, the different... Um, you still have the different sellers like we have over over, over in the in in America and in the western world you have that there are different companies behind it as well so they're not all the same company but they will try to label themselves or push themselves as these are com- these are this is a magazine full of x number of stories for this age range <laughs> yeah i guess that, what have we got that's close to that like I suppose 2000 AD mm. or like heavy metal magazine yeah. is, is, well, is a for similar us it was that, thing. That, uh, that Jonathan Ross thing he put out. Oh, oh yeah. The Clint magazine, I suppose. Tur- uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Not, not, um, do you mean, do you mean um, Mark Miller's Clint, surely? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, so that yeah. was just. No, a, yeah, Clint. Book, yeah, him. Yeah, because no, Jonathan Ross was part of that, wasn't he? Sorry, yeah. Yeah, he just had yeah. a story in it, yeah. So that was that was kind of similar. It was just different stories by different artists mm-hmm. who weren't. Uh, you know, Mark Miller doesn't own Image Comics or anything. He's not. He's not own, own the publication, but he basically this, he does though. <laughs> uh, he's. I guess he's just one of the, one of their lead guys or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's knee deep in Netflix now, so it don't matter. But um, that's true. Yeah, the comic was like you know, here are some stories happening on. Mm-hmm various publishers and mm-hmm. i think they're cool and they're from friends of mine and i work with them bang here you go magazine and it's got a couple of bits from these books um shonen is kind of the same thing isn't it it's like here's a snippet of dragon ball here's a snippet of i mean that's how Dunkle. that's how it's, yeah. that's how it's released though we said about the weekly issues that's where you read it from yeah uh exactly. you, you read one serialization pa- yeah you it? read one piece from weekly shonen jump you read uh, yeah. Doctor Stone, Burn the Witch, Black Clover, blah, 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 My Hero Academia. Sorry, other things. That's how and you read it. And then they become it. their own volumes, and then they get collected anyway. in a volume. So it's basically yeah. the Weekly Shonen Jump is the single issue, like we, like what uh, American comics have, but collected. and then they get collected in volumes, just like Western comics yeah. do. It's so like imagine if you, your whole Marvel shelf, this week's Marvel comics release, all yeah. of those books on the shelf. Imagine they were all in one magazine, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is that's how they do it. And then you get the graphic novel at the end. You don't get the yeah. So you know, imagine you don't get issue one of Dragon Ball Z. So yeah, you, you get Amazing Spider-Man once a month or whatever, don't you? Or yeah, twice. yeah. Twice, imagine actually. that is split <laughs> into four sections and then released weekly with other comics in that magazine sort of thing yeah so i think it's like 12 yeah. pages or something a week or something yeah yeah it's i suppose that you know it's, you know dickens was doing it like 160 years ago wasn't it it's, it's always been a thing mm-hmm. where yeah they, they put them out in magazines or papers mm-hmm. and things and they yeah they collect them in in a more like comprehensive volume it's really really interesting this that it's still around today even though it's you know it's like a 200 year old concept it's really cool mm-hmm. yeah and, you know, Shonen Jump is another example of the work ethic of being, you know, we're banging this stuff out weekly, yeah. so you better keep up kind of shit, you know? And all you'll lose your spot. Yeah. There are and other people uh, who want it. And that's how a lot of these <laughs> manga creators got their got their stuff out there and got their big break. Well, I mean, that's how some of them are still there. I mean, One Piece is still a Shonen Jump thing, and that's been going strong since... 1997 so since before my sister Mental. was born for example just sort of shit yeah. like that i mean literally before many may possibly people listening here before they're born and he's still pumping it out i mean he's had breaks yeah. i think but i think mm. oh, god knows actually i hope he does if <laughs> he's had a break <laughs> but yeah. and that, that's the got and that's the go- known as the golden age of 1980s and 1990s mm-hmm. of shonen jump as well i mean that's where you get, you know, your your One Piece, your Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. and um, a little known one called Slam Dunk, which was huge at the time. Oh yeah, uh, literally, <laughs> literally, like at that time, like nineteen ninety eight. That's that was like the peak for Shonen, like eighteen million people reading that yeah. shit. You know what I mean? That's like in, just just in Japan, like it's mad. Um, but before that, it used to be actually bi-weekly then it actually as it started getting more popular mm-hmm. and they started getting more stories then it went weekly so that was well, yeah. the 60s, 60s and 70s when it started but it's oh, yeah, just no. crazy how much it just took off you know oh yeah it's 
It is. I mean, because it's all, I mean, a lot of them are under the jump label. And as we said, like Weekly Shonen Jump and so on. And there's other ones. It's just sort of like, it. it is insane just sort of how they push out. I mean. It's now an app as well. Well, yeah, no, they've modernized. They've modernized because the f- you have to, don't you? Yeah. It's, 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 they've, they've followed through with it as an app now as well. So you can just literally download everything on your phone. And A lot of it's like, simulcast as well because they've realized they they have an international audience. A lot, no offense to Japan's companies, but a lot of them take a while to realize that there's a shit ton of money outside of Japan. Or yeah. if there is, oh, they I don't know. care as much about it. It's like, oh, we could make money about it, but that's outside Japan. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, because it's, it's always been a bit behind, isn't it? Releasing over here. Yes, um, but now you'll get simulcasts of both manga and anime in a lot of cases. Because yeah, they've realised so, that if they don't do it, the fans are going to do it, and then that's illegal. And then that's lost money. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember when um, Dragon Ball Super was coming out, mm-hmm. bef- before the sort of volumes were dropping in the UK, and you could jump on the Shonen Jump website, pay your money, and you could grab grab it issue by issue. Through oh, that, yeah. Oh, yeah. And still actually manage to read it. Well, Whereas it's like- before, you were waiting for them to translate it into a volume. <laughs> Or, or, or it's like um, the subscription services that you have, like um, your Funimation, your Crunchyroll. Uh, they'll have not only the shows, but they'll have some mangas you can read. Uh, yeah, I noticed that on Crunchyroll. Sim- they actually have a Crunchyroll, have a manga app and an anime app. Yeah, separate apps and, as well. and it'll be, some of them will be simultaneous publication. Sort of. So it is released as the Japanese has come out, with the official translation. So none of this uh, over-the-top uh, art-styled animations, which are uh, subtitled. Which, but no, it's they, they've finally modernized, but it took years and years of very naughty people, and definitely not me, pirating these sort of things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I know the amount of episodes of Doraemon I have just because I can't <laughs> fucking watch them anywhere else. <laughs> but Which, um, no, go on, sorry. No, 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 that was it. Just sort of, yeah, no, they finally got, I was just saying they finally caught up with it. They they realized yeah. I can now they watch realize. it at the same time them. I, uh, well, I mean, the joke was, um, well, I am an, I have a shocker horror. I've just talked about uh, manga for like an hour and I've talked about other shit for hours on this podcast now, but I am an avid anime watcher as one of my many nerdy things. Uh, it's, yes. it's gotten to the so point that they're simultaneous casting the one of the last episodes of the season, half season for Attack on Titan a, f- a few weeks ago, was simultaneously broadcast. But then the broadcast was cancelled in a, in Japan, so I knew that an earthquake had just happened in Japan because I couldn't watch my Attack on Titan. <laughs> That's where you get your news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I don't read the news, but I know that because, because the little oh. bar popped up saying sorry. Basically, along the lines of, sorry, we could broadcast this, but it'd be a dick move to Japan because <laughs> yeah. they can't broadcast <laughs> it at the moment. <laughs> so we're Brilliant, not until man. they do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, on the subject of anime, as we've mm. got that far now, we've gone from the manga stuff into animes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This the, 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 you know, the logical next step from the pages to the screen. So this is a good time to wrap up part one of our brief history and you know chat about the cultural differences between the western and the eastern illustrations and comics Mm -hmm. and say tune in next time for us talking an hour about anime well mainly steve talking about the anime that he watched (laughs) (laughs) no no no, we could we could just mention uh uh kimber to Bax and then just re- <laughs> I just ran and for just, an hour. Just, yeah. just gave to go off. We'll also have a scene by scene dissection of what they fucking ripped up <laughs> from Max as well. <laughs> yeah, because I'm excited for that episode because I don't watch too much like anime series. Like I, I've, I've, I'm, I've got Jujutsu Kaisen ready to watch, but usually I'm, I'm, I'm more like watch that. like movies. So I watch Ghibli and I watch um, like like Madhouse stuff. But yeah, I need to watch more TV series. Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. That's the, yeah, that's one of the big ones at the well, moment, wasn't it? I'm we- so excited. Yeah. Well, we're talking anime, so films, uh, you know, like the studio stuff is relevant too. So we'll be going into, hopefully, a bit of everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and we can talk about how... Uh, actually, no, I'll save that. <laughs> uh, and we'll be talking about... Tease them, tease them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll be talking about Osamu Tezuka again and 
what a lad he was in terms of, of animation as well. So we'll be chatting about him. But what, yeah, what was the he, thing you was going to say, Max? What were you, what was you, what were you going to tease? Oh, uh, the uh, uh, big Christopher Nolan movie is based on a, an anime a uh, movie, an animated movie. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a good teaser. You can tell us about that too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll leave it there then, guys. Um, we'll come back next week and we'll do anime. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, cheers, guys, for another episode. Um, go over to our Instagram. Plug the IG. Plug the IG. There we go. <laughs> yeah, do Instagram. Do We're on Facebook, I think, as well. You can find us on there. Um, we're not on TikTok, but we should be, because everyone else is. That's me. <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> we're not in Shonen Jump Magazine Weekly, unfortunately. We're not. We're go. not published <laughs> by Image Comics or DC or Marvel yeah. or, or an independent yet. We're basically just of no importance whatsoever to the world. <laughs> but we're still here. We're still fucking doing hey. it, and you're still going to fucking listen. All right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> In the, in the words of Adam, the great Adam Sandler, I have a microphone, so you'll listen to every damn word I have to say. <laughs> okay. You love that movie so much. I fucking do. It's my favourite movie. I, as as the listeners know, that's my favourite movie, quote yeah. from The Wedding Singer. Um, I'm going to shut the fuck up now, and we're going to go. Um, thanks, guys. Bye. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.